ESPN LA 710. Hi, I'm LaFern Cusack, and this is ESPN LA 710. Thank you so much for joining me. For more information, please log on to ESPNLA.com and go to the Experience Show page or check me out on Twitter at LaFern Cusack. Today, we're talking Boss Weekend, Business of Success Beyond Sports with Mr. Everett Glenn. Welcome back to the show. It's glad to be back. How have you been? I've been okay. And um, I know that we didn't get a chance to talk last year, and I know you sent an email, and I, I'm I'm very sorry for the loss that you've you've gone through over the year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a tough one, but, you know. We, uh, again, we just keep moving forward. That's yes. all we can do. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, around the same time, things were happening the same uh, on my end. So I'm, I'm so thankful that I, I get to talk with you again. Tell us about the, uh, boss awards that's coming up. Well, we have a program, uh, well, actually it's called, we don't refer to that as a program, but a process. And in in the in our youngsters who are all middle school student athletes, they understand the difference between a program that has a start and an end and a process which is something that you go through over a period of time. And and that process is taking uh uh youngsters uh um, of color mostly, um, but not exclusively. Uh all of them do play sports and, and we're showing them how to uh, adopt both an academic and athletic and a life balance and then use their influence uh, with their friends so that their friends do the same uh, because what we're facing here in Southern California if, and I'm sure it's true all around the country uh, boys of color especially uh, like in Long Beach Unified 75% of them when they graduate, they do not meet college entrance requirements. And I'm sure that it's equal or greater in Los Angeles and Inglewood and Compton and Carson and other urban cities in Southern California. So we have this year-round process that we're taking these kids through, and the Boss Awards is uh, our annual fundraiser where we will recognize uh, some individuals who uh, the boys have decided are also boss. Yes. And that is, these are uh, individuals who have achieved a great level of personal and professional success, but they've also made a difference in their community beyond sports, yes. which is what boss stands for, the business of success beyond sports. So we'll have about 300 uh, sports enthusiasts and business and civic and Sports industry folk will gather at the, the Long Beach Marriott on Friday, January 26th uh, to celebrate the power of sport to change lives. Wonderful. And that's what we're doing with these boys. And uh, we started the program four years ago in Los Angeles. Since we last talked, we actually moved everything to Long Beach as a result of a partnership we have with the Long Beach Unified School District and Long Beach State. So we're working with college kids, and the college kids are helping us with the middle school kids. And so we're uh, that's part of the train the trainer aspect of the program. And, and we've already gotten proof positive with district data that the 75 boys who are in our program in just six months, uh, they've improved in every category that the district tracks, and their improvement is greater than the improvement of all other students in the district. And so 
know the program works. And we're having a fundraiser, and, and this really is just a rebrand of what we did. You may recall what we did the last seven years at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where we celebrated diversity in the name of John Wooten. Uh, but now that the program has gained the kind of traction that it has, we decided rather than go to Super Bowl cities, <laughs> and this year, for example, to be in Minneapolis, we decided to just rebrand it as a celebration of the power of sport and then uh, host it every year to kick off Super Bowl week here in Southern California. And again, it's the business of, of success beyond sports, boss, uh, taking place January 26th, Long Beach Marriott. And you can log on to the boss website for more information which is ESP.org. Is that correct, Mr. Glenn? ESPELI.org. ESPELI.org. And, and you can find more information about the event now. And then the day after, uh, Saturday, because again, what we used to do at the Super Bowl, we had this, uh, Wooten Awards. And then the next day we had a showcase of Boston. So we were exposing kids in Dallas and Indianapolis and New Orleans and Phoenix and the Bay Area to Boston. But again, and those kids all—they wanted us to bring the program to their city once they got exposed to it. In fact, we did do a two-week camp up in the Bay Area following Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, but again, because of the traction that the program has gained, we decided to bring everything here local. So we'll have a showcase of boss over at Long Beach State for about four hundred kids, and we'll share with those kids how we're changing the lives of the kids who participate in the program in hopes of. Uh, and more of them joining with us and going on this journey to, to go from, the, the, we're changing them from dreamers to achievers. That's the theme of uh, our ceremony this, this year, dreamers to achievers. Everett, can you talk about uh, why you are achieving such success academically with uh, these young men? Absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, well first of all, we, we we know that if you tell them they're going to forget, and if you teach them, they might remember, but if you involve them, that's how they learn. And so we're not talking to them. We're, we're engaging them <laughs> and, and we're, uh, we're making them think critically. We're developing those kind of non-cognitive skills, you know, that the schools don't really have time to focus on, but really make the difference. Uh, well, first of all, we got them all to believe that their futures can be whatever they want it to be if they put in the work. I mean, um, we have it's a principal program, and right? so one of the principles is each of these kids have decided what they want to be, and and what we help them do is determine the price that they have to pay to achieve whatever it is they want to be. Now, many of them want to be in the NFL and the NBA, and that's fine. Okay, but here's the price you have to pay to do that, and then. They have to commit to pay that price. So once you get their buy-in, then then we never are like criticizing them or getting on them. We're just reminding them of what they said their goal was and what they agreed was the price they had to pay. Mm-hmm. And so if if you're not doing what you say you're doing, <laughs> what you, they, they, we just take them back to that mm-hmm. idea that this is an agreement they made with themselves. They want to do this. Here's the price you got to pay, and they're committed to pay it. And so everything is based on principles. We're not talking to them. We're not telling them what to do. We're asking them questions. For example, 
this last Saturday we were together and uh, we we had a person come in to talk about an underwater robotics competition that we're going to have a team or a couple teams on the boys uh, enter. And, and and then we did a little uh, demonstration project where we had each of the kids, we paired them up in fours, and they had to build a roller coaster. Um, but before we built the roller coaster, we had a conversation about momentum and centrifugal force and velocity. And we had them tell us how roller coasters work. <laughs> you know, like we, we just asked them questions, like, why do you think the roller coaster, well, but tell me what, it is, what does the roller coaster do? Well, well, first you get in and you strap yourself in. Okay, and then what? What does it do? Well, it goes up. Okay, well, why do you think it goes up first? Why does it go down first? <laughs> okay, and then, okay, so it goes up first, and then what does it do? Well, then it comes down, but why doesn't it go straight down? Okay, it doesn't go all the way down. It loops back up because it would be too much velocity, right? So you're building uh, critical thought and within these young athletes and students, which, you know, goes far. You'd be amazed. They can do, Laverne, they can do more than we think they can do because we, after we had this conversation about centrifugal force and velocity and momentum, we gave them uh, these spaghetti kind of things that you, when you're swimming pool and you hit each other with, uh -huh. yeah. and some tape and a marble. Oh. And and they had they had a half an hour to build a roller coaster that would work every time. Oh, that's great! <laughs> and so these kids, we paired them up in fours, and they built roller coasters with two and three loops and sideways loops and tunnels <laughs> and oh. everything. And every one of them worked. And that means it's on film, right? Yeah. And uh, they had never done this before in their lives. I had never seen it done. Yeah. And we didn't tell them what to do or how to do it. They had to figure everything out. And so uh, one set of kids, um, they had built like two loops and then a sideway loop, right? And so and and so we had a test run first. And so they put the marble in at the top and it came through. And then when it came through the side loop, it, it stopped. And so we said, well, what happened? And... Uh, and, and so one of the kids said, I guess we lost momentum. <laughs> okay, so now, so what do we have to do to fix that? And we're not telling them what to do. We're just asking them. Yeah. And and so one of the kids went and got a water bottle that he had, that he had drunk and it was empty. And he raised up the sideways loop to elevate it a bit so that when the marvel came through that loop, it would have gained more momentum. <laughs> and the marble went all the way through. And see, it can't be too fast because the marble will come out of the little groove. Mm -hmm. and, and that could be some people on the roller coaster. <laughs> yes. so, so that's what we do. We involve them. Yes. This is a participatory kind of thing. And we believe in what's possible for them. Okay, so that's another thing. I mean, could be go into the school district to talk to these kids, and I think a lot of them, uh, they don't get the kind of support and encouragement uh, that they need to get from the teachers themselves. Now, they criticize teachers, but some teachers, I mean, it seems to me that they, they figure out who wants to learn, who wants to learn. We're going to put the kids who want to learn over here, and then the kids who are disruptive or whatever, we're just going to try to manage their behavior, and we don't really care if they learn. We just don't want them to disrupt the kids who are trying to learn. When it's all a different process for each child, no child learns the same way. 
and they all, I mean, they all have greatness in them, and that's we we sold them on that. They have greatness in them, <laughs> okay. Yes. And so our job is just to figure out what is, what you can be great at, and then just put in the work, you know. And we use the sports, uh, you know, we we we, kept, we take them all through. Like, okay, well, why do you play sports? Okay, well, I play sports to win. That's what it ultimately comes down to. I play to win. Okay, and because you want to win, tell us some of the things you do because you want to win. Well. Uh, that I put in the work and I put in extra work and I watch this and I do this. Okay. So what about school? Do you want to win in school? Do you want to win in life? Okay. Well, you just said you do all this stuff to win in a game. Mm-hmm. No, so you have to put in the same kind of effort over here to win over here, right? And, and so they buy into it because they, we're not telling them what to do. We keep asking them what they want to do and why they're doing what they're doing and what they need to do different and, Again, you'd be surprised because I, I wouldn't have been able to build a roller coaster in a half an hour with these little uh, foam things and yeah. some tape and a marble. That's excellent. I'm actually going to go out and get that for my son so he could build. A dollar ninety five. That's what each one of them costs. A dollar ninety five. And and these kids and and the C uh, and we also we put them in. We have another saying that if you put them in the deep water. Mm-hmm. Okay, they will learn how to swim. Yes. Okay, and or they'll drown. Okay, now, but but just like in the Bible, uh, the people get this confused because there's some. I think it's, it was in each of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where the uh, Jesus on the water and 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 as he was beginning to sink, mm-hmm. right? Jesus had raised out his hand. So he he was he didn't sink he was beginning to sink <laughs> okay and so we tell him we right here we got your back but we got to put you out there so uh, another example we were at an event uh, last week uh, Saturday uh, that the Hall of Fame put on the NFL Hall of Fame and Health Net and and it was about 400 kids and this was not our event because we have a process other people are doing events that's another reason why. Uh, these kids, they're getting it because we're staying engaged with them over time. This is not like a one-off, like one day or one weekend or one afternoon. Mm-hmm. We start with a two-week camp, and then we get together two, three times every month during the school year. And then we repeat that, you know, from middle school through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we were at this event that had Aeneas Williams and Daryl Green and Anthony Munoz from you know, NFL Hall of Famers, and they had about 400 kids. And and after these Hall of Famers talked to the kids, and then they uh, we had a, several breakout groups. Okay, and then from the breakout group, one of the students had to come back and report to the whole group, right? And so you can imagine how hard it is to get a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> to come back and talk in front of 400 people. Uh, but we took a dozen of our kids over to this event, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I led one of the breakouts. And so when it came time to say who's going to go talk back to the group, uh, it was no choice. I said, uh, Micaiah, you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Micaiah looking at me, and I said, he's Coach Glenn. That's what they called me, Coach Glenn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, coaches, stu- athletes do whatever the coach says. Mm-hmm. If the coach says, give me 10, you know, give me two laps, give me 50 push-ups, whatever the coach says, the kids do. They don't ask no questions. And so that's the kind of relationship we're developing with them where they don't ask us questions. They just trust the process. You know, if you just keep doing what we tell you to do, you'll get these, uh, you'll get this, uh, these signs 
And and so right now, six months, they've seen signs that they've improved in everything from attendance to behavior to, to their grades uh, to the number of them that have taken advanced courses and, and all of this stuff. And <clears throat> so he, he was nervous. But I, you gonna do this, my guy. This is just like a game, man. This is game time. Yes. <laughs> okay. And 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 he went out there. This I'm talking about this kid, my guy. He he had he don't hardly talk to his mother. Wow. Right. And so in fact, we we videoed it and we sent it to his mother, and she almost started crying. She said, "Mr. Glenn, how did you get him to do that?" Oh. <laughs> and and not only did he do it, um. I'm referring, but uh, what the kids had to report was, you know, what they had learned that day. Mm-hmm. And and so most of the kids, they had, you know, relatively simple, you know, like, well, never give up. Okay, now, they've heard that a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. Never give up and and, uh, and quitters never win, winners never quit. You know, okay. Now, Micaiah, he, he stood up and said, well, one of the things I've learned is uh, you mm-hmm. have to decide what you want to be successful at. Uh, you have to determine the price, and you have to commit to pay the price. And you should have seen the look on Anthony Munoz and Dale Green, who were on either side of him, when he said that, because that's a principle they probably don't know. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, and 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 you could see this kid's life change. Wow. In front of you, because he was so proud of himself, and he didn't think he could do it. He didn't want to do it. But he did it, and and then he got rewarded. They gave him a Hall of Fame ball with all these signatures on. I didn't know they were going to do all of that. Wow! But but then he an immediate reward, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, for doing it, and so uh, and he'll actually be speaking at the gala. Oh, that's uh, we'll have a number of the kids sharing with uh, you know folk in the audience, uh, and so we just we just push them. We we push them to do stuff that they don't think they could do. Nobody's asking to do. And and we right there walking with them, so that they can do it, and they and they can do more than uh, than we give them credit for. But they're no different than than what we were. And uh, you know, we just, in the words of T.D. Jakes, <laughs> we just putting into them what Mom and them put into us. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what they're missing is that constant, you know, hands-on. Not criticizing, but just supporting. We're not trying to make them wrong. They do wrong stuff because they're kids. We've all done wrong stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, we're just loving them and you know, right. <laughs> and, and supporting them, and 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 they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Everett, now for those who have haven't heard your other um, interviews when I talked to you last year, can you give a brief background of yourself and why you are so passionate? about bringing these young athletes not only into sports but higher education. Well, because I see myself, I mean, I was, you know, I was I see myself in them. I mean, I'm, I'm from inner city Cleveland and you know, I had, you know, failure stamped on my forehead just because of the color of my skin and the neighborhood I grew up in. And there were teachers uh a couple of them, Miss Stan and Miss Wade. Miss Stan's daughter lives here, Gail Greer. <laughs> she lives in California, but we're from Cleveland. And and they they just believed in me, and they believed I could do stuff that you know in my neighborhood we never even talked about. And they just showed me this stuff. So they took me to meet lawyers, and they took me to meet doctors, and and they got me in these summer programs from the sixth grade to the twelfth grade. So by the time I was a senior in high school, 
I was practically bulletproof mm. in terms of, I mean, I knew I was going to be successful. Nobody was going to discourage me. No matter what happened, I was just going to dust myself off and get back up and I wasn't going to give up at all. And so we're just, uh, so, so they changed my life. And so we're just giving back or playing it forward or whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I went on to go to law school and work at big law firms in San Francisco and Cleveland. And, and then I represented a number of, uh, uh, pro athletes, guys that, you know, your listeners probably have heard of Jerry Rice and Richard Dent and Reggie White and Claude Kellogg, uh, who emceed the events for us on the 26th and Gil Bird, uh, uh, 10 years with the Chargers, Hall of Fame. And uh, so I represented a lot of guys and we did for those guys the same thing we're doing for the kids and that is help them take this 15 minutes of fame that they get and turn it into a lifetime of good fortune. Right. And so we just developed this program and we scaled it upstream a couple of levels so we could start in middle school with these kids and show them how they could use the same lessons that they learn and the same traits and characteristics they develop from sports to win at life. Right. And I know that we discussed this and I talk about it all the time on the show about how uh, an athlete, if like if I owned a company I would hire an athlete because what it takes to be an athlete is so transferable. And I think you have a loyal lifetime employee in that athlete, the dedication. Well, absolutely. And see, but we keep, see the difference, I think, with what we do and what a lot of people are, and I used to be guilty of it myself. I mean, I've raised four sons and, and, and so I know I used to tell them what to do mm-hmm. instead of, uh, giving them, uh, uh, the supporting their effort, right? Right. And so, uh, again, we don't, um, these guys with the skills that they've developed from sports, we tell them that they can use those same skills in sport, in life, right? We tell them that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you have to show them. Because <laughs> first of all, they don't, a lot of them are not even aware that they're developing these skills in yes. sports. Right. They think they're developing speed and quickness and strength. And, and they are, but you have to show them how they're also developing these other things and what that means. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of adults now that I talk to that don't even think that they have transferable skills. But once you, you know, we, we talk about what it means to be a team member, to be a team member in the office, to, you know, um, be dedicated to fulfill a project and have time um, management skills and how that fits into being an athlete then their world opens up to them and they can Absolutely. do everything. Because they have the confidence that they get from sports, you know, in terms of uh, going out there and playing. And so that when we wanted Makai to go and talk to this to this 400 people and he had never done that, I said, but Makai, you didn't play in games that didn't 400 people, so it's game time. Oh, right. <laughs> and he went out there and, and he – he stumbled a bit, and but I was sitting right in front of in the audience, and I just gave him the thumbs up. He took a deep breath, and then he went right through it. Yeah, so um, it's um, it's a mindset. It's a good thing. Yeah, and it's a mindset. It, it's good. And yeah. you know, you we talk about having the eye of the tiger. Once you put that, you know, mindset in, and you know, you, since you have to be so razor focused as an athlete. 
how you can just maneuver your thought process of just like you just said, you're going up, you know, you're, you're playing football or basketball to 600 people and then you're going up and talking to 400 people, you know, that's, that's transferable skills. That's wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. And all you gotta do is, and if you just do it, then you'll see because you have to put them in position. And so we do all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, I just took a group of them to the, uh, to the uh, National Association of Minority Contractors, uh, their gala. Okay, and so we have kids, who, and they're meaning engineers and architects, and they got to carry on conversation with grown people, and, and we just may introduce them, and then we'll go someplace <laughs> and just watch what they do, right? But you got to put them in these environments so they can get comfortable in them. Because that's really what they lack. They just lack the exposure. And because of it, their world, I mean, like when I grew up, my world was 84th and Quincy. But as uh, these uh, teachers got involved with me and started taking me and showing me this other stuff, then I saw outside of my neighborhood. And so I, you know, I, I had different, uh, well, Kevin, Mac, Kevin McDowell at AEG, who's talked to the kids every year. And we take them over to AEG for a tour and, and fun stuff. And Kevin asked them, you know, he tells them the story about how he, and when he was young, his mom put him on a bus to go visit his grandmother. And he still got this little metal bus that Greyhound, the bus driver, gives you when you ran on the company, right? Mm-hmm. And so he asked the kids, well, what do you think I want to be when I was, you know, this? so they said a bus driver, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And, and so then he says, like when he got about 13, 14, then his mom decided that he was old enough to fly mm-hmm. to see his grandmother in the summer. And so, what do you think I wanted to be after I took that first airplane trip? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> a pilot, right? Yes. And so it's just a matter of exposure. Yeah. And and again, I keep going back to it, but these kids, they have more potential than we give them credit for. And the only reason that they're not developing it is because too many of, them, of us, mm-hmm. grown people, we're busy criticizing them, you know, the way they dress, the way they talk. And, you know, maybe that criticism is warranted, but at the end of the day, if we put into them what people put into us, all that stuff, we can deal with all that. You don't have to talk about it. They'll change on their own. You don't have to tell them not to do it. Right, right. (laughs) Again, this is Everett Glenn. He's president of Boss Business of Success Beyond Sports, and they're having awards in Long Beach, California on January 26th. ESP Education and Leadership Institute and uh, definitely log on online for more information. It will be at the Marriott Long Beach um, E-S-P-E-L-I dot org E-S-P-E-L-I dot org Now Everett when you started this how have you seen the change for for BOSS from um, when you first started this uh, program to now? Well, um, supporters, first of all, I mean, uh, when I started it, uh, I just did it out of my pocket. And and now we have sponsors like uh, the Marriott, who is our host uh, venue for this event. Uh, Pac-12 Conference has been a supporter of us for three years now. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are a big supporter of BOSS. Uh, we've won uh, the Lakers U Grant. Uh, we just won a Clippers grant. Uh, Turner Construction just joined our growing list of sponsors and supporters, and, and we hope to get 
<laughs> the Chargers, uh, but the Lakers and the Clippers and the Rams. And, and so it, we've been able to produce the results that they need to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happened initially, because we didn't have a lot of money, uh, we could only uh, document our impact anecdotally, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of just the changes we could see in the kids or what the parents were saying about the kids. And and we moved it. We started in Los Angeles because, you know, Los Angeles is a big city, you know, even though Long Beach is a big city. But, you know, um, we figured if we could do it in Los Angeles, we could do it anywhere. Right. And um, but what we found, it was, it was more challenging because there's so much going on in Los Angeles. There's so many people, you know, who are professing to help these kids, for example. There's all kinds of organizations. Uh, and I just keep asking the question, if they're doing as much as they say they're doing, how can 75% of the boys of color still not be meeting college interest requirements when they graduate high school? You know, so, uh, so what happened, um, because I'm from Long, I'm from Cleveland, but I, you know, live in Long Beach and, and that was the first black in the city office, city attorney's office. And so I knew people in Long Beach. I knew the school district. I mean, I knew the superintendent. I knew board of education members, and and they heard what we were doing, <laughs> and and they they arranged the meeting. And when we told them everything that we were doing and what we had planned, uh, they said, "Look, man, bring that to Long Beach." Oh, okay. Yes. The so sort of superintendent got in, and uh, Superintendent Steinhauser and and brought felt. Felton Williams, who at that time was president of the school board, now he's just a member at large. Uh, so they saw the potential, and they made a priority uh, addressing this problem that is or this challenge that boys of color are facing in school district. And and then Long Beach State stepped up, and so you know we started four years ago in one room at Challengers Boys and Girls Club, and today we're at the College of Business. On the Long Beach State campus. That's great. And, and we have a year round program. So these kids, uh, we go to the student union after we finish up and play pool and ping pong. So these kids are, uh, they're acting like college kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're walking around the campus, uh, you know, and they're just, and they're navigating this whole system. So again, this is not something new or something that they can't do. They've already mastered. Yeah. And so it's it's and then we get a lot more volunteers and we finally get in a position where we could produce the kind of numbers where we could apply for grants. So we got a lot more support. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just an idea that I had initially, and I kept delaying it because I didn't have support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I finally just said, "Well, look, I'm going to do it." And, and so we started out, uh, and we had maybe 30 kids and maybe 20 percent of more athletes. Now we have a system where we go into the Long Beach has 18 middle schools. And so we go into each middle school and they gather all their student athletes and bring them to the auditorium or to the library. And we're able to present boss. And then those ones who want to sign up, they sign up and then we let the district know the kids on the program and the district tracks them Mm -hmm. because they're already tracking all of them. So they can produce a report that tells us what's going on with the kids, you know, like, uh, like, you know, almost instantly. Right. And so now we're able to produce the documented evidence yes. that we can then share with people who may be interested in supporting us or 
people may may want to consider supporting some other organizations because that's the biggest challenge we face. Even though I practiced law for 42 years, this nonprofit is new. So they, they're looking at it like it's a new nonprofit as compared to I Have a Dream or one of these other organizations that have been around forever. Yeah. But I mean, but I've been doing this for a long time. This yeah, is it, not, it takes a it takes a while for you know the branding and the name recognition to come about. But you have a lot of support in all the clients that you had when you know you were um, a lawyer or an agent for these athletes, and then also the students that will come back around and share what Boss has done for them. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Clark Kellogg came out. Um, he he was here for our first boss. Uh, Willie Golf uh, has been at at least three of the uh, programs because we do have a uh, an athletic component to it. Um, actually, over the four years, it's now developed that we start every morning with what we call Jump Start. And Jump Start is an hour of physical activity, non-sport specific, but we work on like speed and quickness and change of direction and that kind of thing. And so we have, you know, celebrity trainers who come in. So uh, Ken Taylor, for example, is a guy that I represented who was a member of the 1985 Chicago Bears uh, Super Bowl championship team. He's got, he's referred to now as the speed doctor and he's got a program for kids. And so he brings it in and works with them for an hour or Willie Delta come over for an hour and bring, you know, Kamali uh, uh, to Jeter and, uh, all of these amazing Olympians <laughs> that he has access to, and uh, so so it is. It's, uh, it's, it's it's a village, and that's what they've been told a long time ago. Takes a village, <laughs> yes, and and it still does. It actually it's more so today because they have distractions that we didn't have to deal with. I didn't have a phone where I could go on the internet and I could talk to people in other countries or I just couldn't do that kind of stuff. Like we couldn't do that kind of stuff. None of these kids they get so many distractions. It's it's um it's that's why you gotta stay on them. It's gotta be long term. It can't be right. you know, just a one off for Right. You can't just come in and say, Okay, this is great. All right. <laughs> See you later. Good luck with the rest of your life <laughs> Yeah. I mean and so they they and they and you can see them uh getting comfortable in that. Because, in fact, that's one of the things Clark Kellogg told him when he came out. I know Mr. Glenn has told you that these guys are going to be around here and they're going to stick with you guys. And, and you're probably wondering, you know, because a lot of people come and tell you that, right, and you never see them again. Right. You know, well, I met him in 1982, okay, and this is 2012, okay, <laughs> 2014. Okay, so how many years is that that I've known him? Yeah, yeah. So when he tells you that, they mean that, okay, and so... And then the parents, we involve the parents, and we get to know the parents. And we're, uh, it's, it's like a, a prophylactic kind of thing. So it's not just the academic part. It's everything that they need to grow and develop uh, and, you know, join the ranks that are successful. And, and so school is a part of that, but there's other stuff they need too. Everett, can you talk about the, the parent support and how beneficial that is? Well, um Unlike, I mean, not unlike my own situation where my parents hadn't gone to college. Okay, I was the first in the family to go to college. And so a lot of these kids, even today, have parents who don't have higher education. And so by involving the parents in this process, that's a commitment we make to the parents and to the kids. If we're going to 
We will provide you with whatever help you need to remove whatever obstacles come into your son's path of excelling academically and joining the ranks of the successful. Okay, That's our promise to you. But now, here's what we need from you. <laughs> okay, We need you to be responsible. We need you to get him here. Just like you get it to the game, right? Because it was a practice or it was a game. In fact, we just had this conversation with our parents, right? Uh, that uh, we we can't have excuses. We have we sent you a schedule for the whole school year. I mean, you know, like when we'd be getting together. And so you need to put that on the calendar the same way you put games on the calendar and practice on the calendar. <laughs> and don't call us when I mean, he want to go play with Joey on the Saturday. He's supposed to be with us. <laughs> okay, so I think that the parents see that we're committed, and so it increases their commitment and their support and their interest in what's going on at school for their children. Because too many of our parents just send the kids to school and expect the school to teach them. Mm-hmm. And then they just stay out of it and they just drop them off, pick them up, drop them off, pick them up. They don't even communicate with the teachers. So now we've also become like an intermediary mm-hmm. between the teachers and the parents to make sure that the parents are involved and know what's going on with their kids. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And Everett, again, give us the uh, rundown for the Boss Awards that's taking place January 26th and what we shall should expect when we go. Well, you, you'll see uh, about 300 folk again. We'll be celebrating the power of sport to change lives, and we're going to recognize a few people. Uh, Kevin McDowell, the Chief Administrative Officer at AEG. Uh, Kevin Demoff, uh, the Chief Operating Officer of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, both of whom, again, have had great personal and professional success and are making a difference in the community beyond or through sports. Uh, Dr. Clarence Shields, uh, one of the baddest orthopedic surgeons on the planet, uh, who's a part of the Curlin Joe Orthopedic Clinic that, you know, is legendary for the guys who they have operated on, these, you know, pro athletes and that sort of thing. Uh, he started a program called Team Heal, uh, because most of the LAU inside school district schools don't have doctors and trainers on the sideline when these kids are playing sports. And so they provide doctors and trainers. Uh, so that uh, something happens when these kids, they don't have to call an ambulance, that somebody there can give them some immediate attention. So Dr. Clarence Shields uh, will be one of our honorees. And then uh, Mushin Muhammad, uh, who is uh, following in Magic Johnson's footsteps. He's a Michigan State alum, played about 14 years with the Carolina Panthers, and now is one of the managing partners of Axum Capital Partners, a private equity firm. And so, again, we're celebrating guys who have played sports or who are involved in sports um, and who are now making a difference beyond sports. We'll also pay special recognition to the CIF, which is the California Interscholastic Federation, the Southern Section, uh, and Rob Weigard, because uh, for the first time I've imagined in history, I don't know, uh, but the Southern Section has five guys who are alumni of that uh, Southern California High School Athletic Association, uh, who are NBA All-Stars. Wow. Um, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, Clay Thompson, James Harden, and DeMar DeRozan. 
uh, are currently NBA All-Stars who competed against each other in high school here in Southern California. Uh, Paul George is another one. Uh, and, and there's, there's lots of them. So we're going to give a special recognition and a shout out to those guys. And we may even have, uh, and we're working on a special surprise honoree that would blow the roof off of it. <laughs> and so, and, and, and you'll hear from the kids and we're going to show video about, you know, the chronicles of progress from this one room that challenges to the college of business and, uh, smart classrooms and all this other kind of stuff. And, uh, and you'll meet the kids and meet some of the parents of the kids and, and be able to network with, you know, business and civic and government folk, Mayor Robert Garcia of Long Beach and Mayor James Butt, our honorary co-chairs. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be, um, we're going to make Long Beach the capital of the sports world for a weekend. Awesome. <laughs> Everett, what would you say to any of the um, junior high students or high school students that want to skip college and um, go, well, try to make it without yeah. going to college? Good luck. <laughs> I, I was good luck, and and I, I thought you were going to say, what would I tell those junior high school kids? They need to come. Uh, they need to go to the website espeli.org, and and then go to contact us, and they need to let us know they want to participate in this event on Saturday, because that'll be just for kids on Saturday. Awesome. Uh, from 8.30 till about 3.30. And we'll have maybe 40 or 50 sports industry uh, professionals from everything from analytics uh, to uh, technology. And that's on uh, uh, January 26th? January 27th, the Saturday. Oh, okay. okay. And that'll be at the gold mine at Long Beach State. But if they go to the website, www.espeli.org, and just go to contact us and just send us their name and their email, and then we can send them a consent form, permission form, and that sort of thing, because that's a Saturday. It's so school night, so they have to get themselves there. But we'll provide continental breakfast and a free lunch, um, and we'll have a, it'll be like a speed dating kind of thing so that I'll sit at a table of kids and I'll tell them a little bit about my journey and, and how I got to where I'm at today, mm-hmm. and and then the whistle will blow, and then I'll move to the next table. The kids will sit at the same table, and then and then we can have maybe uh, Alexis Sevilla, who's uh, over uh, social media at Sportsnet LA, and he'll talk to them about the powers and dangers of social media. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after, and then the whistle blows, and then Alex will come to my table, I'll go to another table, and, and then maybe the general counsel. Uh, from the Warriors or somebody would be at the table and, and they'll get maybe eight or ten folk, uh, who will share with them how they use sports to position themselves for their current situation. And then we have a keynote speaker uh, that's probably going to be, I haven't heard back from him, but Thomas Williams. Uh, Thomas is amazing. Thomas played, uh, linebacker at USC. Uh, and then played, uh, linebacker with the Carolina Panthers. And now he's authored three books and he's a motivational speaker. And, and he's just an amazing guy. And, and he's boss. He's a guy who everybody who's going to be with us, Ramsey J, who's going to uh, support Clark as a host of this, 
Ramsey was an All-American uh, runner at Fresno State, who then went to Dartmouth to the Tuck School of Business and got his MBA. So if you just keep putting in front of these kids people who have had success through sports, then it you know then it becomes believable to them that and and we're not just talking about success by where you go to the NBA or go to the NFL yeah. because there'll be some of those people as well, but that's a small uh, it's a small fraternity no matter how good you are. Yes, it's a very so, small fraternity. <laughs> that's right. So we we so we again we have these things where we guys we ask we ask them a lot of questions like do you tell me Laverne what's the difference between a pro and an amateur. And a job. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Money. They pay pros. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's what we ask the kids. What's the difference? And they they talk about how much work the pros put in and and how hard. And that, that's not the difference because amateurs put in the same work. Mm-hmm. The difference between a pro and an amateur is they pay pros. Okay. So our deal right here is everybody in here we going pro at something. Yes. We're going to do something they got to pay us to do. Yes. It's not going to be selling drugs. Okay. It's something they're going to have to pay us to do. We're going to develop a skill and a talent with somebody who's going to pay us to do that because that's how we're going to be able to take care of our family and move on and have uh, the kind of life that we want to have. Amen. So, so we want these kids to, uh, we only have room for about 400 kids and we already got some ask out, but if for any of your listeners who have middle school kids who play sports, who want to, uh, have an amazing experience, mm-hmm. uh, and, and learn about the program and perhaps maybe even sign the kids up for the program, they need to go to our website, send us an email so we can send them some stuff, and they can join us on January 27th from 8.30 to 3.30 at the Goldman and um, see how we're using sports yes. to achieve life balance and academic success. Well, I thank you, Mr. Everett Glenn, for being a catalyst for change in our community and helping our young students achieve more beyond sports, business of success beyond sports, the ESP Education and Leadership Institute. Please log on to ESPELI.org, send Everett an email, get your application in, and join him for the Boss Awards January 26th. Everett, it's always a pleasure. Laverne, thank you so much. Maybe we hope to see you there I would as our to. guest. Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much. Yes. I'll see you then. All right. Take care. ESPN LA 710.